joy to be able to be back with you and have the chance to be a part of this time. It's been kind of a strange thing that we're dealing with and continue to deal with as we look at it and wondering how to do things. As you know, we've just finished acknowledging and celebrating uh, the independence of our country and the things that are going on. But hundreds of years, hundreds of years before the Declaration of Independence was signed here in the United States of America, the greatest and most important declaration of freedom that was ever given throughout all eternity was given to us in Jesus Christ as we look and understand that. And I want to talk a little bit about that freedom that we have in Christ Jesus and what it means to be truly free as we look and as we understand. The cross tells us that we have been given a freedom that is ours, that freedom, that we have the freedom because of the price that was paid from our sins. We are set free from the marketplace of sin. We're redeemed by the, from the bondage that we were in to sin. But the Bible tells us we were all slaves to sin before we came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. And the Scripture promises us that because we are in Christ Jesus, that we have a promise, a, a certainty that we are set free from the condemnation of God and will never have to face the wrath of God in our, in our lives in eternity or any time because of the work that he did on the cross of Calvary. The first time that I was here with you, I walked through Romans 8 with you and just kind of walked through that chapter through verse by verse. But I want to focus this morning on verse 1. I want us to look at the promise that's there. There's a couple other scriptures to put with it for the strength that they offer. But I want us to look at that and understand this declaration of freedom that God has given to us. This that you and I possess as children of God, as those who belong to him and have the opportunity. So we're going to look in Romans 8, verse 1. But we're also going to look in Galatians and read a verse out of Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. And out of John chapter 8, verse 32. And then... Also refer to John 14, 6 and some others through the time as we look at it. But beginning with these verses, I want to just read them and share them with you. And, and then just talk about this freedom that we have from condemnation. The freedom to truly know what it is to be a people of God and the things that we have. A declaration greater than anything that's ever been declared in all of history in the time that's there. And I'm going to invite you as, as normal to stand with me as we honor the reading of God's word and have the opportunity to just let that word speak to us and the things that are there. The Bible says, first of all, in Romans 8, in verse 1, verse that you're very familiar with, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And then in Galatians, in verse five, in chapter 5, verse 13, the Scripture says, For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, Serve one another. And then in John chapter 8, in verse 32, the scripture goes on to say, And you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And of course, Jesus said in John 14, chapter 6, uh, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to me, to the Father, except through me. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning as we listen to this word and, and, and the words that you've given to us, I pray that you would just help us to rejoice. We, we celebrate. Uh, we go all out to celebrate the freedom that we have in our nation and, and the Declaration of Independence that was signed on July 4th in 1776 and all the things that go with that. And, and uh, we have a great time getting with families and celebrating. But Father, there's a greater celebration that ought to be going on in our heart every single day. A celebration that, that allows us to realize and to recognize that we have been set free from condemnation. That we've been set free 
from the power of accusation that could cause us to live under guilt for the rest of our lives. We've been set free to be a people, to experience life in its abundance and all that you have for us if we just simply claim your promises and accept them to be true in our own life and, and live out the promises that are there for us. And so I pray this morning, Father, that you would just remind us nothing that I'll have to say is anything new that people don't already know, but we just need to be reminded from time to time what a great gift has been given to us, what a, a wonderful declaration of freedom was set for us in Jesus Christ. And so, Father, I pray you'll take these words of Scripture and the truths that they present to us and that you would allow them to take root in our lives and that we truly would be able to find a reason regularly, continually to celebrate the freedom that is ours in Christ Jesus. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen. You know, you may be seated. As we, as we look at this verse and as we talk about this, these, this verse and understand some things, I've just picked out uh, four, four, parts, four, four or five parts of it and just want to talk about those for a moment with you, if I may, in the times that are there as we look at it. The first word that we have is the word therefore. And it's there to tell us that everything that this promise, this declaration of freedom that you and I have, this declaration from God as He promises that you and I will never have to experience His condemnation for our sin and for the things that are in our lives is based upon what the Holy Spirit has led Paul to teach and to declare up to this point. And what he's been telling us throughout the book of Romans is that, first of all, that obviously that we are, have a problem called sin. That all of us are sinners, that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God and that we have all been separated from God because of the sin in our life and the things that are there. But he continues as he works through Romans to teach us that God has come in Christ and in Christ done something for us that we could not do for ourselves, that he has justified us before God. And the word justified is a legal term, but what it means is that you and I have been declared before God as people who are just, people who are no longer guilty because of what Christ did for us, that we no longer have to carry the guilt, the burden of the guilt in our lives. Now, we could go to court, and in court we could be declared innocent of charges brought against us, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're innocent. We may have just had a good lawyer, we may have had some things that happened, and we weren't necessarily free from what had happened, we just got turned loose. But when God declares us justified, what he is saying is, you are declared in the eyes of God as one as though you never had any charges brought against you in the first place. As though there was never a sin there to bring against you. That it was all been wiped clean. That you have been made justified in God's eyes. That you are just before him so that you can stand in his presence, holy and acceptable because of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because of this justification, the Bible, and he goes on to talk about the difference between the first Adam and the second Adam, Jesus Christ, and all that Christ has done, that we were condemned in our sins through the first Adam, set free by, from our sins by a justification in the second Adam as we look at it, and on and on he goes. But basically what he comes is to this, ver this word in chapter 8, therefore, based upon the fact, of what God has done in Jesus Christ for you. Based upon the fact that all that has been accomplished by the work of grace and all the things that are there, you and I can now say without any question that this, these truths are evident. These truths are real. These truths are to be experienced in your life because of what God did. And so what this is, it's a foundational doctrine of the theology of grace. It is God saying it has nothing to do with what you have done, what I have done, but it has everything to do with our position in the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we are in Him, there is something true about us that would not be true of any other person in the world except they also were true in Christ 
the promises that were there. He has justified us. He has made us whole. He has made us right. He has made us acceptable before God. Nothing that you do and I do can do that. Our works can't make us acceptable before God. Our going to church doesn't make us acceptable before God. Whichever denomination we belong to doesn't make us acceptable to God. The only thing that makes us acceptable to Him is what Christ has done and our accepting of that in our own lives as we receive that. And therefore, because of what He did, we have this promise, this, we have this experience, this declaration of freedom that is ours to forever claim in our lives and being a part of that. Therefore, the Bible says, we can brace upon that. But then it goes on to say, therefore now. That's a good word. It's really not talking so much about time as it is talking about a fact of the reality of what's going on. In this present time, in this present time, based upon all the facts that have been presented, based upon the truth that God has given to us, we now are living in the realm of no condemnation. Right now, that is true of us. The Bible says in John chapter 3 and verse 18, those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are not condemned, but those who do not believe in Him are condemned already. And so, according to Scripture, every person that's outside of Christ is already living under the realm of God's condemnation. They are condemned. They are under the wrath of God. And they will remain there unless they step into the grace of God through faith in Jesus Christ and accept His forgiveness and the work that He did for them. But those of us who have believed Christ, those of us who have put our lives in Him, He says there is already now no condemnation for us, even as He mentions here in this verse. Right now, in this sphere, in this time, today, in this moment, you can know beyond any question, if your faith will trust in the Lord's Word, that you are not under condemnation. Right now. Not some hope-to-be event. Not just when we get to heaven and we stand before judgment. Right now, in God's eyes, you and I have already moved into that sphere of forgiveness, into that sphere of being truly God's and truly without the wrath of God to be placed upon us as we look at it. Therefore, now is a great thing. Now we're already there. See, we, we ought to have peace with God. That's what he tells us about, that he has forgiven us, that we might have peace with God because we know already I've been forgiven. I have moved into it. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm living perfectly. It doesn't mean that I don't still sin in my life. It simply means that my sin has been covered completely forever by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have been set free from the condemnation that it brings because of His work and my trust in His work. I'm not trusting my work. I'm not trusting anything that I do. I'm not trusting anything that I say. I'm not trusting anything about me. My trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did for me on the cross of Calvary. And I have planted my life in Him by faith, and I receive all the promises of God through Him as we look at it. So there is therefore now no condemnation. And that word no, what a wonderful word. It's just a small word, but it is a word spoken in this passage with a sense of emphaticness, a sense of force, a sense of, of complete confidence. There is absolutely no condemnation in your life, in my life, because of what God has done. Nothing that can be brought against us. The Bible tells us that we can't have uh, things brought against us because of what God has done. There's no condemnation to you. There's, we don't stand ever. We're, we've been moved out of that sphere. We're in the sphere of grace. We live under the forgiveness, the grace of God, because of what He's done for us. And He's removed from us the threat, the fear, the the, the questions of any possible judgment and wrath because we will not be under the judgment of God because we've been set free in Christ Jesus. It's a wonderful declaration. We have been declared free of condemnation. Free. There is no condemnation. Not just, not just a little bit here and a little bit there, but there is absolutely none whatsoever. No condemnation for those 
who are in Christ Jesus. And that's what he wants us to understand and, and being a part of it as we look at that and as we understand that, to look at it, this no idea as we come. It's because of what he did as we look at it. You know, if we put our faith in him, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in chapter 7, at the end of the, at the, end of the sermon, he said, those who have heard my words have listened to my words, and the word listen in the Scripture always refer, it implies the fact that we didn't just hear it with our ears, but we let it take root in our heart, and it had an effect upon our lives. It called forth us to be different because we heard the truth, and we acted upon the truth in our life. See, just to hear words mean nothing. But for those words to come into our lives and take root and take hold of our heart and our mind and to begin to be lived out in our life, that means that we heard it. We really listened to what was saying. And that's what he says. To those who heard my words and obeyed those words, it's like a wise man who built his house upon a rock, and when the storms of life come, as we all know they do, that house still stood. That's what he's saying, that those who have built their house upon the rock, those that have listened to the word of God, those who have trusted in Christ, they are the ones to whom this promise is made that there is no condemnation. Those who have accepted that truth, that Jesus Christ is the truth, and that truth has set them free, never have to worry about being put back into bondage. We're not going to be sold again to be slaves to sin. We're not going to be given up again to go back into a way of life that we were there because we have been given the freedom in Christ by what he did for us and the things that are there. That's what he's talking about when he, when he makes that great exchange for us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, you'll remember, when it says that God made him, referring to his son Jesus Christ, to be sin, who knew no sin, that we who are sinners, we who are filled with the guilt of sin, might be made in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, Jesus Christ was condemned he became our sin upon the cross. And I can't explain that to you. I have no idea how holy God can become sin. But he did. And he died under the judgment, the wrath of God. The condemnation that is supposed to be ours. He took on the cross that we might be clothed in his righteousness and not be under the condemnation that's there as we look at it. And that word condemn, condemnation, it's a word that means one who has been found guilty and has been given the sentence of death. Not a life term of prison, not 10 years with a possibility of pardon. No, death with no pardon. That's what it means to be condemned. But the Bible says to us that we have been set free, been declared free from that, from that condemnation that is ours. Not because we don't deserve to be condemned, but because of what Christ did for us. Because of the wonder of the work of Christ and all that's going on. See, he's saying to us that there is no cause that can condemn us because we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. There's no person that can condemn us because we have been justified by God Himself. And there's no source that can condemn us because we have been made to dead to sin and to the power of sin by the work of Christ in our life and the things that are going on. There is therefore, he says, no condemnation because the condemnation has been placed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. He took it for us and we are set free to experience the wonder of life. We need to understand. We need to get a hold of and to believe it with everything that we are that what God did in Christ forever set us free from the condemnation of God. If, and this is the important part, there is therefore now no condemnation 
for those who are in Christ Jesus. That, that's not a promise of God for everybody. That only belongs to the people who have put their faith and their trust in the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not true of all people of all time. It's only true of those who have come under the blood of Christ, under the redemption offered in Jesus Christ, who have made themselves in Christ. If you have trusted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you've made Him truly the Lord, uh, accepted Him truly as the Lord of your life and, and accepted His fullness in your life and you've taken His life into your life, then this verse is for you. But if you're not truly a believer, if you've never really come to know Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, if all you're doing is, is hoping because of your church membership or because you're a good person or because of this or that, then, then you still live under the condemnation of God. Because there's only one way to move out from under that, and that's to be in Christ. One Old Testament example is the ark. You can look at the ark, and you'll remember that God told Noah and his family to get into the ark, and that when the floods came, they would be saved. And the Bible tells us that when the time came, they got into the ark under the command of God, and God shut the door. Not Noah, not the world. God shut the door, and nobody could open the door except when God said it could be opened as they looked at it. And they were safe in the ark because God placed them there and secured them there. They were in Him in the sense of being in the ark. Or many people are into genealogy these days and really want to find out what's going on in their family and look and, and to see there. I know uh, some of us may know a little more than we wish we knew about our family when we begin to find out and realize that maybe some of the people aren't so people that we really wish that we were kin to anymore as we look at it, as we look, but we, we learn more and more about our genealogy. And, and, and if I could just kind of help us understand what it means to be in Christ, when, when we are born, the Bible tells us that we're born in sin. We're born un, under the curse that came because of Adam and Eve's sin, turning away from God, and that curse came upon all mankind, and so we're all born in sin. And so in a sense, we are all branches of the family of Adam. All of us, he's our heritage. He's our, our, our father, great father in heritage. We all come from Adam. And so we are branches out of that. And that goes on and on and we can see. And we belong into the family of Adam. And because we're in the family of Adam, we're condemned. We're condemned by our sin. We're condemned by our heritage. We're condemned forever. And we, all we have to look forward to is judgment and wrath and eternal dying because of what's been done. But the Bible says that God sent Jesus Christ to come. And when He came, He came and offered to you and He offered to me the opportunity to be forgiven to be washed clean of our sin, to be moved. And we are, the Bible says we are grafted out of the family of Adam and we are grafted into the family of God so that now our heritage is no longer that of condemnation, but now we are, have the bloodline of Christ in us. He, our Father in heaven, the creator of all the universe, has claimed us as His children. He's adopted us. He's made us His very own. And we now have a new heritage, a new background, because now we are children of the living God. And because we're children of God, because we belong to Him, because He's redeemed us, He's grafted us out of this old family and brought us into this new family so that we are in Christ. We are in the reign of Christ, in the life of Christ, that we now know that there is no condemnation for us. That we can understand that and realize that. But it's for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, if you're not in Christ, if you don't have that relationship with Christ, then this promise is not true, this declaration of freedom. See, it, it is a declaration of freedom that was made, but it was in given and offered to everyone. 
but only those who accept it for being true, only those that receive it. But see, when you and I have done that, when we've trusted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we can have the utmost confidence. We can know beyond a doubt. I can live my life under the authority, under the knowledge, under the hope, under the joy, under the celebration that I will never stand before a holy God and be condemned for my sin, even though I deserve to be, have every right to be, I will never face that condemnation. I'll never have to worry about that wrath in my life because I have been covered by God in Christ and declared free from all condemnation. What a declaration it is. What is it? See, what happened before the foundation of the earth, the Bible makes it clear, even before God spoke creation into being, before the foundation of the earth, the Scripture says, Christ was slain. What that means is that the triune God got together in, in, in his triunity of his heart and his mind, and even before the foundation of the earth, the declaration of freedom was set in motion. And one day, at just the right time, according to the book of Galatians and the book of Romans both declare this, at just the very right time in history, God stepped into history as flesh in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here on this earth, God signed in blood the declaration of freedom that you and I might never have to be condemned because of the work of Christ and what he did upon the cross of Calvary. Isn't that good news? Isn't that something to celebrate and to work, shoot off firecrackers, whatever you want? It is great news that you and I today can know beyond a question of a doubt that because of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, because of what he did, not because of what we deserve or what we did in ourselves, we are clothed in his righteousness, we are covered by his work, we are accepted by God because of what God did in Christ for us as we look at it, and therefore there is no condemnation. There is nothing that you and I have to fear. One day the Bible says in the book of Revelation in chapter 21 that God's going to have a judgment time and he's going to open these great books and in these books he's going to see the names of every person that's ever been that's ever existed in the face of the earth in all of time in all of what's going on and those whose name is not found in the book of life it says will be cast into the lake of fire prepared for Satan and his demons and forever separated from God to die eternally and never be able to cease dying under the judgment and the condemnation and the wrath of God That's going to happen to every single person whose name is not in the book of life. But for those whose name is found in the book, they are brought into the presence of the living God for all eternity. Never to be separated from His love. No more pain, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more heartache. Never again to have any burden of sin upon them. All the sin is destroyed and gone and being a part of it because there is no condemnation for those whose name is in the book. So I pray that your name's there, that you've taken that step of faith, that you've believed what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary, that his death satisfied the holy law of God and justified, made it possible for us to be justified in Christ before God and acceptable before God. And when we receive that that gift, when we accept that declaration as our own, that God has declared, and you can put your name there. There is now, no, therefore, no condemnation for, and put your name there for being in Christ Jesus because of what Jesus did, because of all that he did. And the good news goes on if you want to go back to the end of that chapter, and it says, therefore, we understand because there's no condemnation, because God has declared us free, nothing, not life, not death, 
not principalities, not powers, not anything above the earth, under the earth, on the earth. There is nothing whatsoever that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. You can never not be loved by God. You're never going to stand under the condemnation of God. Because before time began, God set a declaration of freedom in, our, in place. And then he signed it in blood on Calvary to say this declaration is in full effect. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I pray that you're in Christ, that you know him, that you know the wonder of what it is. And I pray that if you struggle, if you let Satan deceive you and cause you to live under the burden of guilt, that today you'll just turn loose of that and say, God, I accept your forgiveness. I accept your, the knowledge that I don't have to live under the accusations of Satan because you have faced that. You have taken that for me. Does that mean we don't even have to worry about our sin? Absolutely not. We need to be striving all the time to live a life pleasing to God. Living the way He wants us to live. Doing what He wants us to be doing. But when we do sin, because we have been covered by the blood of Christ, because we no longer stand in the condemnation of God, we can confess that sin. And the Bible says that God is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness that we can live today under the freedom of what we know to be true for all eternity, there is there now for no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning I just want to take a moment to just say thank you. Uh, there's no way in all of eternity to be able to express gratitude sufficient for what you have done for us in Christ for that declaration of freedom that you have signed in blood and made forever permanent, that those that are in Christ Jesus will never be condemned, will never stand in the wrath of God, will never be in, in the realm of that sphere of judgment because we have been set free in Christ from your wrath. Not because we deserve it, but because he made himself to be something that he wasn't, that we could be what he was because he did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves, we can step into the realm of eternal freedom from condemnation, from judgment. We can step into the realm of grace and live there with all that we are and with all of eternity. And so, Father, we just ask that you would take this time and that you would just remind us of those truths, that you would give us a new joy, a new sense of freedom, a new sense of celebration in our lives because we are free. We are free. And if we are free in Christ, then we are free indeed according to the scripture that is there. Because we know the truth. We have been set free. Father, the Bible says as I read out of the book of Galatians that we have that freedom in Christ but we're not to use that freedom as a license for sin but to use that freedom as a means by which we glorify you in all that you are, and all that you do. And so, Father, I pray that you would just speak into our hearts and that you would guide us in the realization of the truths that are ours by the authority of your word. And I pray that in Christ's name. Amen.